Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 46 of Big League Flicks, a sports movie podcast. I'm Jamie McKinvin, and as always, I'm joined by my co-hosts, Christian Webster and Jordan Reed. What's up tonight, boys? It's been a hot minute here, fellas. Uh, back to in, back in the saddle here. The uh, 49ers are 2-0. and The leaves are starting to fall, and the Jays are making a playoff push. It's great to be back. That's awesome, Webb. The Raiders are 2-0 and as well, listeners, so our teams are doing pretty well. Yeah, things are good. It's great to be back on. Uh, looking forward to this day. Looking forward to recording this one with you guys today, boys. Yeah. Bills aren't doing so well to start, but we'll get there. They we'll looked there. good last Big week. Big win last week. They look... We're reading the headlines a little bit too much. Uh, they're back on track. They'll back be on fine. track, though. We'll be all right. We'll be good. Yeah, a table good. to be found in Orchard Park. <laughs> no, no. Did you see the one where they uh, they had like a it was a newborn or something? Oh, yeah. Yes. Was <laughs> like oh so cute. You're like really? Yeah. We're like <laughs> this is so Buffalo. Oh yeah. yeah, listeners, if you are still interested in donating to the Get Jamer some Zumba pants, we'll set up the GoFundMe page and, and it'll be on the uh, I, I social have, soon. I was gonna pull the trigger. I've been. Waiting to pull the trigger on it a couple of times, but yeah. You need them. I definitely need some Bill Zuma pants. Is that what they're called? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> Classic. Uh, yeah, so we're going to keep with our our football. It's it's middle of football season. The, the, like you said, the leaves are turning. It's getting cool. We're going to stick to another football movie this week. And we're taking it back to 2009 with The Blind Side. Up and at em. Sean Jr., you clean this room up before you come downstairs, you hear me? Okay, big smile, Tui family. Come and get it, y'all. Everyone, thank your mother for driving to the store and getting this. Thank you, Mom. Thank you, Mama. He's been enrolled in seven different institutions, including a gap of 18 months around the age of 10, when he apparently didn't attend school at all. I tell you, most kids with his background wouldn't come within 200 miles of this place. Class, this is Mike Orr, and he's new here, so I expect you all to make him feel welcome. Hi. Smile at him. It lets them know you're their friend. I'm Sean. Who is that, Esther? Big Mike. What is he wearing? It's below freezing. Do you have any place to stay tonight? Don't you dare lie to me. Was this a bad idea? That's the big deal. It's just for one night. It is just for one night, right? Find some time to figure out another bedroom for you. This is mine? Yes, sir. Never had one before. What, a room to yourself? A bed. It's all real nice what you're doing, but don't be surprised if one day you wake up and he gone. Michael was here. Last night. Tell him to sleep with one eye open. You threaten my son. You threaten me. Michael's grades have improved enough that he can go out for spring football in March. One, two, three, four. This team is your family, Michael. When you look at him, you think of me, how you have my back. Are you going to protect the family, Michael? Yes, ma'am. SJ, you're going to want to get this. Who's the big guy eating with your little brother? It's his big brother. I think what you're doing is so great. Sandra Bullock. Hey, you're changing that boy's life. No. He's changing mine. The Blind Side. 
Well, you know the drill. Before we jump into the movie, we're going to crack the top on a couple of ice-cold beers. So without further ado, let's get into our brew review. So what are you drinking tonight, Webb? I don't know, JR. What are we drinking tonight? Ooh, JR. Oh, we're drinking a little uh, Lef uh, Blonde Lager. Lefe, and just like uh, Lee, uh, just like Leanne Tui, I saying to Webb today, it's just like Leanne Tui. It's a strong blonde that if you mess with it too much, it'll knock you on your ass. It's definitely strong at six point six percent. Lefe Blonde is an authentic Blonde Abbey beer with a slight hint of bitterness and a full, smooth, and fruity flavor, which is followed by a strong and surprising aftertaste. It's definitely your Belgium wheat beer kind of blonde flavored beer. Uh, reminds me a little bit of a Hogard. Yeah, it's delicious. It does. This is a good beer. It does not taste like you're drinking a 6.6. No. You know what I mean? Like, it, I, I actually didn't look at it when I, I picked these up from the mm. LCBO yesterday. Um, it's really smooth. It is pretty It's smooth. an excellent beer. It's tasty. A ton of flavor. It's got those nice hints, those, like, uh, wheat, blonde hints. Great fall beer. Great fall beer. It's a very good fall beer. And we beer. were talking before we started recording, you know, just Belgium, period. They make great beer. Yep. And this holds up to Belgium, where I could... I might actually buy a six-pack of these this weekend. Just a quick... Have you guys ever seen that movie, In Bruges? No. With uh, Colin Farrell? It is yes. hilarious. I, 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 re- I, I recommend it. I remember seeing it a long time ago, but yes, I vaguely remember it now that you mentioned yeah, it. It's a Bel- like Bruges is obviously in Belgium, mm-hmm. but uh, it, it, it's like a real dark comedy. It's hilarious, though. It's really good. It's cool. an underrated movie. Anyway. For more information on this and many of their other fine beers, check them out at lefe.com. And as always, Big Luke Flicks reminds you to please enjoy responsibly and always ensure you have a safe ride home. Cheers, boys. Cheers. 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 Yeah, great beer. Great beer for sure. Excellent. Um, so as we mentioned, we're going to be doing this week uh, The Blind Side, directed by John Lee Hancock, distributed in 2009 by Warner Brothers Pictures. Got a 7.6 rating on Internet Movie Database and only 66% on Rotten Tomatoes. Had a budget of only $29 million, but grossed $309.2 million at the box office. I had Ooh, no wow. idea that it pulled in that kind of a haul. It was pretty incredible. Big time. Uh, music by Carter Burwell, starring Sandra Bullock, Quentin Aaron, Tim McGraw, and Kathy Bates. Uh, quick movie synopsis. This is the inspirational true story of 17-year-old Michael Orr, a traumatized homeless teenager who overcomes his learning disabilities and achieves excellence at the highest level of American football, becoming an All-American and an NFL first-round draft pick with the help of a caring woman and her family. Let's jump into our character review, and let's start out with Michael Orr, played by Quentin Aaron. Uh, I wrote down a few notes, so uh, Big Mike or just Michael, which I like that he doesn't like being called Big Mike. I like that too. I know, he's like, I don't like being called Big Mike. Just call me Michael. I thought that was a pretty cool thing. Anyway, that goes down back to the lines. Um, Overall, the character in this movie of Big Mike was great. Um, He played the role of the gentle giant. Um, The character itself of Big Mike um, or Michael... I thought just him and Sandra Bullock, they had, uh, or Leanne Tui, the chemistry between them was awesome. Yeah. And I really liked watching just like the path they took together. And the, their relationship was really interesting. And it was fun to watch him. It was fun to see him progress. I liked how his survival instincts, the, you know, you learn, if you don't know already, you know, the toughness of Memphis. 
this is we were talking today that's not nashville no it's not and mm-hmm. it's kind of one of those things to keep in mind how tough and gritty of a town memphis really is and how hard it can be and the background for mike lord to come out of i think they do a really good job and big mike and uh you see the story that he comes from there was a there's a scene the scene when he hugs his brother that's a pretty powerful scene in the movie to yeah, me that's a tough, that's a, that and i think that was really well done and for all the good because you saw the glitz and the glamour for michael you saw the improvement the social mobility all those things but when you kept going back to you know his ghetto and you see the scene where he's hugging you know who's that man you're hugging that's my brother i think for michael or you kind of it he never will forget because of the trauma he endured and the bond, no matter what, he, him and his brother must have went through. So I really liked Mike as the character. Um, the actor did a great job. And as uh, Michael Orr is a human being, I really enjoyed watching him play football, too. Yeah. Um, I know there's some differences between, you know, what Michael Orr thought. But the actual character of Michael is pretty powerful. Yeah. And I know when you talk to people about the blind side, it's that this movie's a lot of people, it sticks with a lot of people. So Michael was fantastic to me. I enjoyed it. Webb? Awesome job by this kid. Uh, I think something, I don't know if it was in your notes or something, first movie role or first yep. that real acting role for first this kid. I thought he was unreal. Uh, I really liked the, the uh, he did a really good job with this, like his facial expressions, mm-hmm. right? Like just his eyes, like some of the like sly things with him and SJ. Like I love that whole relationship piece. Um and you you hit on a lot of like serious stuff there, Jared. Like talking about the guy's trauma and everything else. Like he plays it very very well. Um, and the, yeah, the brother piece. I find it fascinating that they include that in the movie and they don't actually do anything really with it. Like you would think that there would be a little bit more to it. Mm-hmm. Um, like like to go back and find him again. It, well, not even that. That and the mom too. Like the fact that the mom just like completely gives up, right? His mom, his birth mom just yeah. completely gives up. And, and like nobody, like he, he, he goes back to find her. But then like when the, when uh, whatever, what's her name? Sandra Bullock's character. I'm drawing Leanne, like, Leanne thank you. Too. Leanne finds her. Like you would think there would have been some, some kind of opportunity for, uh, I don't know, like a, Power of addiction, though. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, but I think, like, I think they mentioned that she might have had twenty kids. Okay. Or something like they're, mm-hmm. and a lot of these kids are kind of. Yeah, I might have missed that, but I just, it just, I don't know. There was a, an opportunity there. I thought where it just didn't make sense where they didn't kind of bring them all together for that moment. Yeah. You mm-hmm. know, I mm-hmm. think it's kind of true to what it would be though, because it, I think part of that scene is it, it's more of a learning experience for the twoies. Yes. Because oh, yeah. Big time. For them, like, family family lives in your, underneath the same roof as you, and you see them every day, and you'll do anything for them and whatever. But family is a different thing to Michael because of the circumstances he grew up with and the trauma that he's endured and, mm-hmm. and the situation with his mother and stuff. It's like, for them, it's, like, unimaginable that you wouldn't see your family or you wouldn't even know who they are you just bump into them randomly in in like a a restaurant somewhere you know what i mean like it's and he's a wake-up call for them michael's going out for dinner you know he's going out for a great dinner with his family and he's the patron right and the brother's working you know what else is really crazy when you and that's a good point jamie that you brought up is just how uh 
trusting and caring caring is not the right just how trusting he is given his background and the circumstances and what yeah has happened to him right like right. he's he's very accepting of people doing right by him yeah. when you think about it you you figured he would have a harder time trusting people but he actually is portrayed anyways in this movie as being fairly trusting mm-hmm. yeah no definitely i uh, He's, uh, I think it's interesting when they mentioned that he, you know, when he scored on that aptitude test or whatever it was, 98% protective instincts or whatever. Mm. Uh, and then obviously they tie it kind of cornerly and I don't know if that's a word, yeah. in a corny way into like the football thing. You know, I thought that was a little bit much, but, uh, yeah, I mean, he's, this kid did, like you mentioned, Webb, he, he, he kicked it, he nailed it out of the park. Like it's just when you, when you see interviews with actual Michael Orr and stuff like that, and you look back at some of the pictures in high school i mean obviously like athletes kind of start to lean up and man up once they get older but like you know when you when we see michael laurie's retired now but when we saw him playing in the nfl he looks really strong and oh yeah thick and he's a man right but he when you look at the pictures of him in high school when they showed those pictures in high school i couldn't tell the difference between him and quentin aaron because they you're you're when you're that big and raw in high school you're doughy right like yeah he doesn't have his man muscles yet you haven't trained at a at a Ole Miss, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, you don't have a stuff. strength and conditioning coach, and you don't have a diet. Not in the SEC yet. Yeah. You get Coach Owen. <laughs> <laughs> Did uh, the Baltimore yeah. Ravens beat the San Francisco 49ers? Shut it. I think Michael Laura is a ring when they beat the Niners. Shut it. <laughs> Just saying. Yeah. Wow. I think he does, doesn't he? Yeah, he did. The, he power, did. the lights the, went out. The that power game. went out that game. <laughs> oh, we were going to win, but the power went out. Yeah. Cap was driving. <laughs> uh, let's move on to Leanne Tui, played by Sandra Bullock. Well, just like we said in the beer review, she's a boss. There's no doubt about that. I wrote down that she, you know, she's a walking soundbite in the movie. 100%. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I like uh, what. All right, then. Everything's all right, then. All right, then. Um, I thought, obviously, Sandra Bullock won an Oscar for this. So, job well done. She's fantastic. Uh, the character of Leanne Tui, yeah, she gets what she wants. She, I wrote down an SEC parent. That's a good one. Um, I I I like a GTHA GTHL hockey parent, the SEC South uh, football parent. Um, (laughs) I thought she was really fun to watch in this, and I liked how powerful she was and fearless. You know, she went right into you know Michael's ghetto essentially, and stood right up to the you know the warlord of the ghetto basically. What do you say? Is that your Saturday special? She's yeah, like, it works every other day of the week. And yeah, probably you, one of the best lines in the movie. Yeah. yeah, I love when she said too. You know, you cross the city line, it's you're done, and <laughs> like that is unbelievable. And she's not wrong. I mean, it's like it, I lived mm-hmm. in southern towns. It's the power. The power. It's a power divide there. Mm-hmm. It's a huge power divide. So overall, great job um, holding people accountable, and just a fantastic role. And obviously, she Sandra Bullock did won an Oscar out of it. Web. Yeah. I got nothing to add. Oh, she's absolutely nothing. I feel like a complete terrible podcast host for this, but I got nothing to add, Jerry. You crushed oh, that. Thanks. Yeah, no, she's. I mean, Sandra Bullock is a great actress. She did an awesome job. Uh, the uh, the accent. She did a good job pulling the accent off. I thought, you know, yeah. like mm-hmm. it. I, that was something I was trying to look for if it was going to be forced. Um, and she did a good job. I thought she. It, felt it was totally believable. Absolutely. Yeah, totally uh, I think she did an awesome job. And when you when you kind of see the actual Leanne Tui in uh, interviews, it's like, wow, she really nailed it. She Shout out to the uh, wardrobe good. person for the dresses that they put Sandy B in. Yeah. Smoke nice show. pencil skirts. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, well done. Sick She's cars, cool. too. Yeah, good rides. 
Yeah, absolutely. And they're doing all right. The Tui's are doing okay. Uh, let's move on to Sean Tui, played by Tim McGraw. Um, Tug McGraw's kid. Yeah, I, Mr. Tui. I, what do I say about that guy? Um, he just knows how to, I guess. He he's smooth and he can work with his wife. He knows what his wife needs and wants and caters to her well. He obviously does well financially, I guess. Um, he's a very kind man too, and he's very giving and loving in his own way. And you know, he helps to facilitate the move of Michael in too. So he does play a big role in this, and I like just his demeanor is excellent. And it's the kind of thing that a guy like Michael would need. That solid, you know, that fatherly figure, basically. I don't mean to sound cliche, but it's a fatherly figure and a male role model in his life. Mm-hmm. Where, you know, he's never flying off the handle. You know, he's not sure what, if he, you know, about things. He's still going to have talk. He talks and acts like a normal human being, basically. He just a, seems like a good human being. I feel like stark contrast for Tim McGraw from uh, compared to uh, Friday <laughs> yeah. Night Lights and yes. parental, parental uh, instincts. But, uh, yeah, I mean... He has probably one of the most important roles in the movie when you think about it, right? When he he gets he basically gets Michael into college with that speech. He does about that poem, right? And getting him writing that piece. So I mean, it's 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 pretty influential there. Um, I will say this, and I made this kind of comment off the cuff today to Jr. about it. Whoever the casting director was, or however much say the real Sean Tui had. A uh, little off a of left field there when you see the real pictures of Sean yeah. Dewey and then Tim McGraw. I was like, whoa. <laughs> he traded up. Whoa. <laughs> Somebody thinks awfully high of themselves if they're casting <laughs> Tim McGraw as themselves. Yeah, no, for sure. And you know what? Tim McGraw, he's natural as an actor. I like him as he's an actor. Very he's very good. He's great. He's good in everything I've seen him in. Never has a barbecue sca- stain on no. his white t-shirt either. <laughs> no. <laughs> Oh <laughs> or something like that. Hey, yo, she was killing me in that miniskirt, though. <laughs> Web, are you reciting country music right now? A little bit. Listeners, Christian Webster does not like country music. Not so I'm very impressed bit. right now. If I dare turn on country music, he loses his mind. Eye right. rolls. They're just a bunch of country girls getting down on the farm. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's a Dixieland delight. Oh, my God. <laughs> when Daddy he- let me drive. <laughs> it's impressive. No. He did a great job. Sean Tui, the actual guy, is, he's a pretty interesting guy. He So he was like a an Ole Miss like legend basketball star. And, and he also played overseas for quite a while. Uh, and then came back and started out with a couple of, I think he started out a, you know, a, I don't know which fast food joint it was, but then he kind of built an empire like with the franchise and stuff. So pretty interesting. And, and then the other thing about him... Um, uh, maybe I'll just wait and save it for the for the little known facts later. But so yeah, let's move on to Mrs. Boswell, played by Kim Dickens. Um, I don't know what to think. I didn't know what to think. I'm not gonna lie to you guys. I'm a little stumped on that one. Um, I kind of couldn't get a good read, and this is one that stumped me on that one too, Jamer. I'm like, I don't know. I couldn't tell if I like, dislike, in between. I'm not sure, Jamer. I liked her, but I. They made it seem like she was going to be this massive influence in guiding him and like kind of being like the the academic yeah. savior in his life. But then all of a sudden, Kathy Bates came in. I mean, I, I know, and I know they're trying to like keep it real to the story, but I feel like for a Hollywood, yeah, you know, for a Hollywood way of whatever, of like I thought she things over. They should have made her more. Just don't have the Kathy Bates character, even though there really was one. 
just keep this uh, Mrs. Boswell one because she was the one advocating for him in the beginning and in recognizing that he was smart. He just didn't have, you know, the reading comprehension and things like that. Uh, I really thought as, you know, not knowing the story or whatever, I thought, well, this is, this is now, you know, in everybody's uh, story from coming out of the gutter, there's going to be some academic hero that's going to help guide them, right? And she kind of of went went to the wayside. Yeah, she just kind of... I wondered that too, Weber. I'm like, this lady's like, you know, she's the one who starts the wheels rolling essentially for him academically. Yeah, and like, it's one of those things you talked about. Like, where did this person go? Yeah, I I mean, she's still there, right? And they just... just, I I think there was... um, I just think it's not the the focus of the movie, right? The focus Mm -hmm. of the movie is really the relationship between him and the twoies. So, I mean... While she's important in the sense that, like, the academic piece, she's, she, you're right, right? Like, she opens up that, um, she's what educators we want to be, right? Like, she right. sees the good in every kid in some way, and she finds, she she's looking for the good in the kid. Like, all uh, the other ones are going to close the door on him. Yeah, and, and she, she saw this, that there being more to him. I just, I don't know how much of her, her role is, like, central to the main storyline. So, I think, like I think it fit in where it needed to fit in. Could they have added a little bit more context for her? Sure, like her working with the tutor in some way to kind of talk about what she was seeing at school and mm-hmm. and kind of tying her back in that way, maybe. But I don't know. I thought she it was what it was. Like good honor for for trying to do what, like I said, we all aspire to do, which is see the good in every kid. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I. But- I she also had like a really powerful point when she wrote, read the, the little piece that Michael wrote. All I see is white people. All yeah, I yeah. see is that. That's a really powerful moment it where is. you realize you're like, this kid's coming. Well, but you I know? think that's like his situation at Wingate. Yeah, but I think that's her. That's part of why she that's chooses to help him mm-hmm. so much, right? Is that she recognizes her own um, role in this inequality and this inequity that that mm-hmm. her school and her this system is perpetuating. And so she's trying to make her, I'm going to do better with this kid. Right. Um, and she's the that's one that point. starts walking, that a good point. walking and talking with him. I think that's maybe all it is. I don't know. Yeah. No, I think it's pretty in depth topic. Cause I never knew what, like, good I point, like, well, yeah, like, I don't know. I couldn't get a good read. And then yeah. now it, even talking to you guys a little more, it helps. I think from a writing standpoint, they could have merged her with Kathy Bates. into. Yeah. Weekend. That's what I mean. Yes. Like it could have been more of a conversation like, okay, yeah. Which a normal teacher tutor relationship would be like? Here's what I'm noticing. Here's what you could be doing with them at home. Right. Here's you know mm-hmm. what I need to see in the classroom. One note I will make: Kim Dickens is a great actress. I like her, and um, I don't know if you guys are familiar with. Did you see um, uh, what's that one with uh, Timothy Oliphant? Uh, Deadwood. She plays. I know the show, but not well enough. Timothy Oliphant's a Deadwood. I don't remember that. Yeah, he's a justified. He's he plays a sheriff. Ironically, okay. also in no. uh, in Deadwood, she's also in Sons of Anarchy, and she's in a bunch of those yeah, shows. She is. A lot of those characters kind of, I think they, I don't know if it's some of the same writers and producers, but she she's she plays bit characters in a lot of like pretty really solid TV series. Anyway, uh, let's move on to Coach Cotton, played by Ray McKinnon. <laughs> oh Ray McKinnon gosh. was also in Deadwood. <laughs> um, <laughs> Coach Cotton, <laughs> what a uh, I wrote down literally like. This guy, I in my first word, I'm not going to lie to you, listen, I wrote down was pylon. 
Oh my nose! <laughs> like this guy's brutal, coach. I'm sorry. And then coach finally, ever. he doesn't know anything about football. He's allowing. We'll talk about the real fake thing. The Sandra Bullock to basically run his show essentially in this movie. Um, to be fair, she runs everybody's show. Though. It's true, yeah. but he he like coached him up a little bit, you know, on the lines and all that when he's around all the SEC coaches. But this guy finally figured out how to get to Michael too, and then he did tap into him, and I mean, he gave him a chance. You know, the whole be a good Christian piece where he's talking, and you're like, okay, you're just, who knows what's going on here. Um, I wasn't a huge fan of him. I'm not going to lie, guys. He wasn't my favorite person he in this movie whatsoever. He had one of the corniest lines in the movie, too, when he, when he like, walks out on the field, gets in front of the referee, and says, that's my player. And yeah, like it's really just. Corny. I was like, oh, my God. Talk about overacting. He's not my guy. No, I didn't think he was a good he- I not good acting and not a good Bert coach. Bert or whatever his name Yeah. He's definitely not a good football coach. He's horrible. Uh, yeah, I don't really have much to add on him. I mean, <laughs> yeah, he's a bit of he a, a fall weak down. Point he's, he's yeah, a he was. weak point. I feel like you could have a stronger person. Uh, let's group uh, Collins and SJ Tui into one here. What do you think of the, 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 the those kids uh, and their relationship? I really like them. Yeah. I really like both those kids. Yep. And I like the characters who played them the act mm-hmm. the, the actors who played them um so they're fantastic that's uh phil collins's daughter is it really yeah lily i did lily not know collins. that and then i did a little deep dive there on collins she's married to like the federal pure leader federal express yeah. guy or something Kid, like that uh, heir to the federal express company yeah it's crazy that's just kind of crazy anyway Rich i thought they were great richer. i was gonna say she really needed that kind of money <laughs> they were great and they seem like really awesome kids um sj was a super cool little kid and then like Collins that. was a mature beyond her years. SJ provides this this movie with like the light moments that it needs, right? Yeah. Because yeah. it's a pretty heavy movie. Like I, yeah. I was saying to Sarah when we were watching it, I just said this is one of those movies. It's a really good movie, but it's one of those good movies you don't really want to watch again sometimes because it's so sad and depressing in the first half. It's been mm, I've it's only hard. watched it once, and I never watched. I haven't watched it. For a second time until this time. Yeah, it is. same it's with heavy. me. It's heavy. The same with me. This was, the heavy. Sa- this was the second time I watched it, and I thought to myself, I'm like, I remember really enjoying it the first time. Uh, but yeah, it's a heavy, the first little bit's pretty heavy. First time I watched it, because it came out in 2009, was just after I had, I had finished playing down south and living down there and just being so just disappointed and mm-hmm. and. And how things were and the systemic racism and the things that I saw when I was down there. And I'd go to, you know, I've talked about this before, but when I'd go to, like, talk at schools in inner cities and then the next day I'd go to a school in a normal white neighborhood and it was just, like, night and day and Mm -hmm. the opportunities. Anyway, it was just, like, I remember watching this for the first time just after that and just being like, oh. Yeah. So, yeah, I hadn't watched just for what you just said, Webb. Yep. That's tough. Kid was hilarious, though, that SJ. (laughs) I. I haven't followed up to see like obviously that kid's older now. He's, SJ, yeah, like he, the, the actor. University of Central Florida, like no, I mean oh. the, the actor uh, Jay Head oh, is the name. I haven't followed up to see. You normally when you look, you're like, oh, I know that kid. He's in this, or he's grown up now and he's in this show or whatever. So I haven't really looked, but he was a good little actor. He's funny. He's a cute kid. I yeah. can't imagine that. Uh, the teenage years were all that good to him. <laughs> yeah. Like he <laughs> struck me as a kid that would have a little bit of a tough go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Could be, yeah, for sure. Maybe as an adult, it worked out a little bit for him, but yeah. Uh, and the last character I just wanted to mention was uh, Miss Sue, played by Kathy Bates. 
I love Kathy Bates in pretty great. much every role she ever plays in. Legend. Yeah. And that's the best I can say about her. You, you give your movie credence when you put Kathy Bates in there. Absolutely. Like, she's, she's, she, she is the on, South. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I think it was kind of fun, too, that she was in this movie about football. And I was, in a way, I'm always thinking of the back of my mind with Bobby Boucher's mom from yeah. yep. Waterboy, you know? Yep. Bobby Boucher! <laughs> <laughs> don't play no foosball. Bobby Boucher, don't play no foosball. <laughs> Yeah, so she was good. Anyway, uh, let's jump into quotes. There any quote? There's some zingers in oh this movie. Gosh. This is an underrated movie for quotes I found. Oh, uh, there's I don't like. There's so many. Um, there's one I am gonna say. I was talking to Webb today about it. The one when Stephen, where we ever know what happens to Stephen. Big Tony brings Stephen, and then Stephen just goes away. Stephen, who's a stud basketball player. Isn't Stephen the one in the end who they allude to is the one that died? No, that was his no. buddy um, in the buddy. gang. Oh, I, I, did, I thought maybe that so was So Big the same Tony, kid. when he brought Steven right. and Mike, and then... Stu, Steven's probably a statistic at that point. When too. Steven and Mike get the basketballs, and they're like, not even locked. And then, uh, Mike, white people are crazy. You yeah. know, they, that's part of that, you know, the, the rich versus poor thing again, like we've been talking about. Absolutely. But they're trying to, I think, put a little bit of comedy into it, perhaps, as well. Absolutely. I think that one always will resonate with me. Um uh, owns a million Taco Bells. It was one of those things where you just... I just started laughing for some reason. I do not know why. Um, don't you dare lie to me, Mrs. Tui, when she says those lines. Yeah. That's powerful because that's the kind of person you are not going to lie to and you're going to tell the truth to every time. Yeah. Uh, all right, then. Those yeah. are lines there. All right, then. When yeah. it's all right, then, it's just so, like... It's so over. mom, for sure. Uh, what was the other one? Uh, the whole scene between Miss Tui at the DMV or whatever they were at when you were trying to get him a car. Like, what, what was that? Like she's, oh, she's trying to get license. him the license. 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 The yeah, yeah. exchange between yeah. the lady at the license and Miss Tui is priceless. Yeah, it's amazing. It's, it's typical. It's classic. That that's there's that's, that's like the epitome strong... of white privilege. Yes. And then I'm the, cutting the line. I'm and just then the and then the DMV lady basically like, no, no, let me hear this. Go ahead. Yeah. I'm not cutting. I'm asking. There's a, there's, there's a lot of like those like strong A type Southern women. It, it's a thing. <laughs> it's a thing. Even though like there are some things that are backwards and and you know the South. That's one thing where, like, the, the real strong personality, uh, you know, mama's going to take care of this. Mm-hmm. You know, don't mess with mama. That's a that's a, that's a a cultural thing. That's a big-time thing down there. Yeah. So, Webb, I mean, there's lots of them. I'm sure you probably have a few. I had – it was funny. We were talking about this today, and I said – JR mentioned a couple that he just mentioned there, and I said, yeah, those are good ones. I'm like, oh, mine are always the ones that are, like, maybe a little offside or a little hey, – like, right. the ones that make me laugh out loud. Uh and they pretty much all come from the that first football game. Uh, like, <laughs> there are some really good zingers in this one. Uh, I was saying the cliche high school hairy guy there, number uh, 66. 66. <laughs> Ready for 48 minutes of hell. Like, it's yeah. just like Under so, Armour guy's here. He's, yeah, he's, <laughs> calling him, he's calling him fat boy in 66. And then there's like the one line. It's like, what happened? He's like, I think he lost service. I died laughing at that. Um, <laughs> crotch mouth zip it or i'll zip it for you yo deliverance you see number 74 yeah. <laughs> he's my boy that was awesome. what were you doing when coach what were you doing there michael i was taking him to the bus it was time for him to go home that's wicked <laughs> had a good laugh and then the one we talked about earlier about shoots right on uh on every other day of the week too that was pretty good yeah 
Uh, how about the, uh, I guess I'll even go farther offside when Leanne says, Michael, I want you to have a good time, but if you get a girl pregnant out of wedlock, I'll crawl into your car, drive up to Oxford, and cut off your penis. It's amazing. <laughs> and then that's it. She will, too. She yeah, the kids. That was probably the best part. The follow-up. You're like, that's funny. Yeah. Um, I mean, these are a couple of, like, you know, they're cliches, but when Beth says, well, her friend Beth says, you're changing that boy's life, and Leanne says, no, he's changing mine. Yep. And that was kind of the Those whole, scenes those, with her friends were powerful. They were great. Yep. I mean, they did a really good job of kind of showing just the idea of, like, the perception down there, right? Yep. Of being in one situation, and it just taking things for granted and you just see, oh, that's the tough tie to the side of town. They're just poor. They're whatever. Not thinking about, yeah. hey, this kid came from a family that might have had 20 kids and he doesn't see his brothers and he, they've had trauma. and all. Anyway, not we're dive eating, into that we're too eating much. We're $18 salads. Yeah, yeah exactly. expensive salads. I'm really and then the this. other one that is in line with that as well, when Michael says, oh, this is nice. I've never had one before. And Leanne's like, what, your own room? And he's like, no, a bed. Like, yeah. That's pretty powerful. Yes, like, it is. This kid's 17. He hasn't had a bed. It's, you know, he's sleeping it's on crazy. whatever. So, yeah. Um, uh, the other one, SJ, no women's locker rooms. That was pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Send the women's locker rooms and don't double condition Collins or something. That was a funny one, too. <laughs> oh, and one last one. Uh, Sean Tui. Who'd have thought we'd have a black son before we knew a Democrat? <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one. Um, little known facts. So, let's jump into some little known facts. When Quentin Aaron, who played... Uh, Michael, auditioned for the film. He was working as a security guard between acting gigs. After his audition, he left a card with his contact information and offered to work as a security guard on the set in case he wasn't selected to play Michael Orr. I mean, if you're a casting director, isn't that the moment when you're like, that's Michael Orr right there? Yes. Yep. Like, this kid, this guy just needs to work. He's coming out for a role, and he's like, "If I don't get it, I'll be your security guard on the set, making yep. probably like what eight bucks an hour." I was gonna say, and yeah. selfishly, like they're looking at like, "Sweet, we don't have to pay the yeah, <laughs> yeah <laughs> like yeah. we're gonna pay Sandra Bullock a shit ton of money to do this movie. Let's yeah. save a few bucks and just get this kid." Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, we're gonna put him in football pads and a helmet most of the movie, anyway. So you're not even gonna see his face. So. <laughs> So after Quentin Aaron uh, got the role, he trained with the Georgia Tech football team in the spring of 2009 to prepare for the role. It's kind of fun. It would be fun. That was the one thing that he just didn't look very athletic, but that would be awesome to go out and Except in the basketball scenes, he looks unreal. I'm like, this kid can hoop. Except mm-hmm, I don't. Mm-hmm. We don't ever see his face when he's like. Hooping. Also true. Yeah. Because <laughs> when he when they when you saw a lot his of face, arms. Yeah, when you saw his face, he was like standing upright, dribbling, and then when they had him his back to him and he's like dunking and stuff it's like he's like getting low and getting driving his power and stuff so uh yeah that was pretty funny i feel like big tony should have made more of an appearance in this too big tony was great yeah, the guy who plays good. big tony's good actor too yes he is yeah i remember him he's good uh julia roberts was offered the role of leanne tui originally before sandra bullock who turned it down three times because of her concerns about playing the part of a devout christian during the first couple of weeks of shooting bullock thought her acting was so bad she considered dropping out John Lee Hancock had worked so hard on the project, and he didn't want her to ruin it, so he convinced her to stay on. However, she didn't quit and ended up winning the Best Leading Actress Oscar for her performance. Yeah, she did so well. Yeah. Julia Roberts would have been just... I feel like it would have been... She wouldn't have won a... I don't think she would have won the Oscar for it. Because it would... To me, it would have just been too Julia Roberts. Do you know what I mean? It would have been a He's role a true too... Southerner, though. The Edge yeah, of Bullock it, was good. But, it would, edge, yeah. but that's what I mean. I feel like it would have been too... 
it would have been too easy of a role for yeah. Julia Roberts. Yeah, you you know what it would have been for Julia Roberts? She already played Aaron Brockovich. That's a similar it. character. Exactly. And right? she won for that. Yeah. So you can't they'd be like, Oh, there's yeah. Aaron Brockovich again. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I think you're right. hundred yeah. percent on that. Uh, Sandra Bullock took a pay cut to make the film and agreed to a percentage of the film's profits instead, which turned out to be Beauty. pretty considerable. Well played. Well done. Yeah, that was a pretty smart move. Good agent. Maybe well Scott played. Morris on the payroll there. Bet on yourself. Well played. Uh, when the Tuies are riding home from SJ's school play, Sean Tui says the quesadilla saved our ass. According to the book, Taco Bell sales were down at one time and Sean's stores were in some financial trouble. Then Taco Bell introduced the quesadilla and sales went through the roof. So that was kind of a little <laughs> inside thing about the quesadillas. The quote-unquote quesadilla. <laughs> <laughs> I know, it's like, of all the things you can get at Taco Bell, the last thing I'm getting is a quesadilla. Oh, yeah. It's a it's a soggy tortilla with cheese in it. That's the, it. If, if it is cheese. Yeah, whatever that Sustance is. Sustance. <laughs> of something. <laughs> a mixture. So this, I did not know this. This was crazy. And I didn't know about the first one either. But this is the second highest grossing sports movie of all time. Oh, it's a huge movie in the theaters. The yeah, first one. I mean, it's a huge. Think about it. You're getting a huge female audience. Yeah. Yes. I'm not going to. I'm not even going to ask you guys if you know what the first one is. Didn't I've we talk about it? I've never even heard of I it. I thought it was. Oh, okay. I thought it was Jerry Maguire. I thought no. We had it. No, okay. The first one is Dangal. It's, it's a, a cricket movie. From India. Oh, wow. Well, from 2016. I mean, they got what? Like, Cricket's an awesome. What do they have? Like, 3 billion people in yeah, India or something crazy? People there. Cricket's so, a great 2 game. billion? I don't know. Yeah, so pretty wild. Cricket uh, movie. So, Michael. Do it. Add it to the list. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was thinking that. I'm like, <laughs> let's do it. Once I saw now this, we got to find it. <laughs> not, not, once I saw this, I'm like, it's got to be on Netflix or something. Let's do it. Let's try and find it. Uh, Michael Orr was actually an experienced football player when he enrolled at Briarcrest. He developed into a premier left tackle and was heavily recruited by top schools in the Southeast Conference. Orr was not very pleased about the movie's depiction of him as passive and an unskilled big guy who was only barely acquainted with football, nor was he enamored by the Forrest Gump-like description of himself in the film. So Apparently it's a little bit off the way his demeanor is and the way yeah. that they portrayed him as this guy that never played football and was this bumbling idiot yeah I, he was I a see that. better for the story lineman. but yeah he, i was I gonna say it. it's very hollywood yeah. and you take it for what it is you take, yeah i think gore was a hell of an offensive lineman yeah, yeah. you don't oh. you don't come into high school in no. your because he was into his in the south senior year yeah he would have been like he, he missed junior year so yeah he would have been in his senior year senior year you're not just gonna become a stud guy after somebody goes up and no. says michael that's your brother and protect him and then all of a sudden you're you're a light feet center. and hands like that no <laughs> yeah it's a little off no. um well i also have a hard time believing that he could only play left tackle and that he couldn't play on the d line as like an in high school yeah that he couldn't mm. rush yeah like, there's yeah, no one stopping him he's huge yeah, yeah. so while miss sue who played by kathy bates blatantly lies to michael about where the bodies are stored she Great is telling team. only a half-truth about the University of Tennessee and its association with the FBI. The university does have a facility started by William Bass, often called BARF, Bass Anthropology Research Facility, that does study the stages of decomposition of human remains in a variety of scenarios. This facility was famously chronicled in the book as The Body Farm by Patricia Cornwell. Sorry, the acronym is... Barf. 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 Yeah. It's like Tennessee football. Oh. Ew. Sorry, Tennessee. Sorry, Peyton. Decomp. Near five head. 
It's kind of it's kind of a cutting joke. It's like this is the facility for body decomp, and it's called Barf. Yeah, that's about right. Gross. That's what I yeah, do. No I kidding. walked in there. Well, uh, Collins Tui is shown playing volleyball, and as a cheerleader in high school, and a picture of the real life Collins as an Ole Miss cheerleader is shown during the closing credits. Col- Collins was actually mostly known as being the state pole vault champion. Oh, wow, pretty cool. That is a cool sport. That'd be an interesting skill set to have. Yeah, I can go take a stick and jump really high. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of cool. Some, like pretty famous, like I mean, it's usually it's kind of sad that a lot of times athletes, female athletes, get famous for being good looking, right? Like, yeah. You know, Anna Kornikova and things like that. But there's a couple of pole vaulters. One of them's a Canadian. Her name's Alicia Newman. She's actually dating somebody who plays O line for Pittsburgh Steelers. I forget the guy's name. Anyway. Uh, she was at the Olympics, and she's like really attractive. There's also an, uh, an American pole vaulter who's married to someone famous too. Ricky Fowler's wife. That's it. Ricky Fowler's wife. Yeah, that's she's the one. a pole vaulter. I forget her name, but yeah, yeah. pole vaulting's uh, on the ups- upswing. I mean, I know. <laughs> <laughs> upswing. <laughs> Come on, uh, he'll, be here. Up. he'll be here all week, folks. Don't forget <laughs> but, uh, to tip your witches. Try the prime rib. <laughs> Um, so many real college football coaches played themselves in the film, including Lou Holtz, Houston Nutt, Ed Orgron, Nick Saban, and Tommy Tuberville. Boo, Nick Saban, boo. Tommy Tuberville, boo. Tommy Tuberville's boo, too. Yeah. yeah. Houston Nutt, boo. Yeah. yeah. Nick Saban, boo. Gross. Yeah. So Michael earned a super. Oh, we already talked about this Super Bowl ring, Super oh. Bowl forty-seven. Oh yeah, let's bring rings. that. Up. Let's bring that up again. Yeah, go. Well, yeah, I got a ring here. I remember when it happened and the disappointment. Yeah, yeah, face great. Web. It was the best. <laughs> you know what though? Your team <laughs> lost again. This too. movie isn't as good though if Michael doesn't win a Super Bowl. Let's it's be true. You got to do it for the movie, Web. You got to have it for the movie. Sure. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Two of the film's actors have notable connections to music as Tim McGraw is a country singer and Lily Collins, as I mentioned earlier, is the daughter of British pop singer Phil Collins. Love Phil Collins. (laughs) (laughs) And that was Ray Lewis's pregame song. Okay. In the air tonight. Ray Lewis always listened to In the Air Tonight. There's another connection. I was was waiting. Did he listen to it when he was killing somebody and getting away? Not sure. (laughs) Not sure. Allegedly. Yeah. Must have been something in the air that night. Too soon. (laughs) (laughs) He's on fire over here. So this is a cool thing. So as of the 2009-2010 season, former Mississippi basketball superstar Sean Tui, who's the father in the movie, uh, was entering his ninth season as the broadcaster for the NBA Memphis Grizzlies. Oh, what? He's on the broadcasting team for the Grizzlies. Well, I'm not going to lie. I don't catch too many Grizzly (laughs) games. No. That being said, Kelsey Wright... Canadian played at Western. She's on the Memphis, uh, big Memphis uh, Grizzlies. She does a podcast with them. She's on that's their awesome. like side. She's like the Kate Burness of the Memphis. Grizzlies. Oh, really? Cool. Yeah. That's awesome. Oh, cool. Very cool. Yeah. Um, so Michael J. Fisher is the football coordinator in the film. He's also coordinated on Remember the Titans, Draft Day, Concussion, and others. I feel like Michael J. Fisher might have just been like a year away from retirement when he did this movie because this was a piss... This has got to be some of the most piss-poor football yeah. scenes I've ever seen in any movie. Low budget. Ever. He, he might have been in the... Nobody, nobody runs at people like 66 for that <laughs> red team. I don't know. High school guy. Like, high school Harry. 
He looked like he was on. Dad like, is even better. That guy looked like he was on like forty-eight hour energy coke. Uh, <laughs> coke. Forty-eight hour <laughs> energy. Whatever, whatever you, you got can, a max milk. Like circle K. Math, circle K. Whatever you can put in his body. That guy was like he was dancing around, <laughs> he fidgeting, <was> buzzing. <laughs> like his feet were all over the place. His hands were everywhere. He was dancing. Around. You know what he was? The epitome of high school Under Armour guy. You know the Under Armour oh, oh, guy. Yeah. Starts everything Under Armour, yeah. like the bands and everything. Yeah. He like set high school hair. You're like settle down. Like that guy was that guy's heart exploded when that game ended. Oh yeah. <laughs> There's like nothing to do. <laughs> Forty eight hours. Javer's buzzing over there. That, that, that <laughs> fire. Like, I think that's a good segue to our realism review. What was realistic and what was unrealistic. Okay, so the real piece to me that I loved and I actually I would love it. I loved the importance of football. Okay. And the importance of just ha- the influence of football and the SEC on the southeastern of the United States. Oh, yeah. I loved it. That was one of my favorite things the whole movie. I was like, this is awesome. I love like, the importance of, like, the game is on. Remember, they're eating uh, yeah. Thanksgiving. But the game's on. Yeah. Football's on. Yeah. That's not how that would have gone either. There would have been not more a of a chance. fight. There would have been more of a fight there. Um, I love how they would have said, "Come sit on the couch and eat dinner." Is what yeah, they would yeah. have said. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I love how Mrs. Stewie hates Tennessee. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. I, that kind of stuff to me is very real. Uh, the prep school piece I wrote down, just the flat amount of money. Yeah, that kicks through prep schools. There's a lot of cash flowing through prep yeah. schools or private schools or whatever you want to call them. Cameos by coaches also, was real. As I say, also realistic at how much influence she has as a booster of that school. Uh, yeah, the booster piece is big. Yeah, the I D1 had that money. A, I had that as a note. Uh, the NCAA clearinghouse stuff was very real. They do get mm-hmm. involved. They 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 do their due diligence. They look into all that stuff. So that was pretty realistic. Things like that. Um, yeah, I thought the coaches kind of helped because you got like well, you had Tom Fulmer, whatever his name was from Tennessee. You know, all the people you mentioned, Eddie Odronjota. Um, and it was great New to Hulse. see that the uh, the recruitment intensity. Yes. Pretty cool. Like showing up to practice and stuff. Yep, and that. being right there. And for offensive linemen of that skill set, you're going to get the big boys coming. Oh, yeah. It's not just going to be like some random assistant coming for that, especially when they're local, essentially. Like somebody, they're, you're coming to see this. Yep. I thought the storyline of the, the Joe Theismann thing was really good, the way they tied that into the start of the yeah. movie. They're like, that's what kind of made the left tackle the, LT. the big, big time. Yeah, I, I was going to say for me that like the emphasis on how great – of a player Lawrence Taylor was too. Absolutely. Was pretty awesome. Uh, as much I'll, as it pains me to say I had that. a hard time watching that scene though because anytime that comes on him, I was like, oh yeah, you just kind of give a quick look over. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, a couple of quick f- fake ones I'll throw out and then you guys can pick some up. Um, the O-line calling plays. Yeah. 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 No. Not happening. <laughs> Not happening. Um, Tell me where to go. The uh, calling the coach from the, from the stands, that probably won't happen. No. Blocking a guy for 60 yards. Yeah, carrying him or pushing him down the field like that. Yeah, well, I don't think you can block a guy for about sixty-five yards, and there's got to be some infraction. I would think that would be a hold. That's a hold. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure you're not allowed to do that, Webb. No. You, well, that I, kid would have fell down. Somebody would have fell down. You're not gonna. He's not gonna run. You would six pancake him, and that would be it. Five yards more, and you just pancake him. Yeah, I mean, falling that's over. the there's end of the line. Meat. I had a lot of those. The only thing that I was gonna say that seems like totally ridiculous, but I get why they put it in the movie is the whole. SJ having as much influence in the recruits. Oh, yeah. Like, what are you going to give me, basically? Like, come on. Yeah. yeah. That would be the big one. I, th- I do, I really do like the fact that they included that piece 
about the um, NCAA stepping in doing the investigation. I thought that was really, really well done. Yeah. And, and like you said, like, I, I mean, Perrier was a compliance officer for a long time. And, yeah, they take it serious. Yeah. And so, uh, like, I, I think it's pretty cool that they, they included that. Um, and I also like that they, uh, how they addressed it in terms of uh, the relationship piece. I thought that was really, really well done. So, yeah, I don't know. That's all I got. You, you nailed a lot of them, JR. Yeah. Um, we already touched on it throughout our discussion tonight about the racial divide and wealth gap and all that stuff yeah. going on. Um, here's the one main re- unrealistic thing, and I'm surprised you guys didn't catch it, but Tim McGraw's rug. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of wondered how it was going on. I wasn't going to go that hard on him. Sorry, Tim. He's on the bike hey, working out. His, we've hey? been pumping his tires. I gotta, I gotta go. He's on the bike in the early morning, getting it, getting it in. He's trying. I gotta give him credit for that. <laughs> McGraw, He's trying. Hey, Tim McGraw has got everything going on in his life. Yeah. I had to take him down a notch. Yeah, He's true. doing just. Fine. I love Tim McGraw. So do I. I love Faith Hill. I mean, I love Tim McGraw. <laughs> Actually, he was the first concert I went to see, and he was amazing. Tim McGraw, so good. Yeah. Great live. Yeah, he's unreal. It's a great, great performer. Um. Yeah, I, I, we already touched on the coach, how much he sucked. That was pretty unrealistic for me. Like, he didn't pass as a, as a proper Southern uh, high school coach. No, not at all. Um, that's pretty much it for me there as well. Let's jump into the soundtrack. Music was by composer Carter Burwell. Burwell's well known for his collaborations with the Coen brothers, including scores for Blood Simple, Raising Arizona, Fargo, The Big Lebowski, oh, No man. Country for Old Men, Burn After Reading, Hail Caesar, and The Ballad of Buster Scruggs. Some good movies. He has received Oscar nominations for Best Original Score for Haynes' Carol and uh, McDonough's uh, Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. Uh, what do we think? Like, I'm sorry, but to me, there's not really a soundtrack here other than just like some hokey, you know, behind-the-scene music. And I... I there's I'm one very good... surprised that like this guy who's known for his Coen Brothers and he's yeah. got some bangers in those movies. Those movies great, are good, great tracks in those movies. And like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, maybe he was just like, I'll take this job on the side. Like, it's not kind of like the football coordinator. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's some ha- it's half simple stuff. It, you know what? This is this is probably a buddy of his is actually on the movie and just threw him a bone so he'd get yeah. a paycheck without actually having to do anything. Yeah, maybe just to add some credence to it. Bust a moves a great song. It is a great song, but it's like I'm looking, I'm looking at the yeah, credits the here. Yeah, the crash. They're singing "Young MC Bust a Move." Oh, okay. Yeah. Like but, uh, you know what I mean? There isn't yeah, much. The no. 1812 Overture is listed as one of the songs on this. Like, there's not a whole lot of actual no. pop music for us to rest, basically, like talk about and, and really deep dive into. So, no. I mean, it is what it is. Yeah, for sure. There was nothing that stood out either way, good or bad, for me. Nope, I no. have nothing. Where does this movie rank among all-time football movies, and where do you have it among all-time sports movies? Ooh, football movies. Um, I think you guys made a really good point about how you you know you watched it a long time ago, and then you watch it again. You know, and then I've watched it a few times. I own it somewhere on a DVD between uh, where it is at this point. But uh, football movies probably my top twenty. Yeah, and then all time, it has huge themes for me. So it goes a little higher than what I might initially put it, but the themes are so big that probably top forty. I really? think the yeah. themes are. That's re- a lot. I think it's a teaching tool. Oh, absolutely, you could teach. It's a very and good movie. Uh, yeah, I think there's a lot to teach from this movie that you could yeah. you know you can show show my son someday or something. Like there's a lot to teach from. 
It's a good point. Yep. As an adult, where you're like, I can use this movie. It's a very, very good movie in terms of football movie. I mean, I just think there's not an. I know it's ba- loosely based on a real football player and everything else. It, I feel like there's just not enough football in it for me to put it really high as a football movie. I don't know. Probably you're probably right, Jr. Probably in the top twenty of football movies. I don't know if I could name twenty football movies off the top of my head. That's why. So I'll put it. In, I'll put it in there. Um, all time. Yeah, it's. I'd probably put it anywhere between fifty and seventy five for me. Um, there is. It's a great movie, but it, like I said earlier, it's one of those ones that's hard to come back to. Uh, and it's been like, yeah. I think I was probably. I think I, I remember seeing it fairly soon after i feel like it was one of those compromise movies when mrs webster and i started dating yep you know what i mean like yeah i'm gonna get something out of this because it's sports and she's gonna get something out of it because it's sandra bullock so we saw it when it f- came out and even the other day she rewatched it with me and she doesn't always when we do these so right yeah i don't know yeah. probably in the top in that somewhere in around there i've got it at number 12 in football and right around 70 all done yeah yeah that's same 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 thing you guys said it just fell off the map for me a little bit with with the lack of football stuff you're dealing with a guy that it's a really good movie yeah yeah it is as a movie i just i the sports thing it's secondary to me the movie does an excellent job and sandra bullock does an excellent job of taking like such seriousness and a little bit of lighthearted sj does too of lightheartedness into it yep but at the same time it's heavy it is this could be a good one jr could be this could be a good work one yeah i think it would be a great one for the kids i've used it before could be a Friday afternoon one. Yeah. yeah. That leads into a Monday morning assignment. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get ready. Buckle up, kids. <laughs> All right. So on this week's draft, we're going to keep in line with... Uh, with <laughs> Speaking Jay- of buckling up. Jared <laughs> yeah, had a great, great idea for this one. I, I love it. I love this. Uh, I love this draft topic. We are... I'm getting go- nauseous just thinking about it. We're, we're in line with, uh, with Jeff Tui and his 85... Uh, fast food franchises you can just imagine <laughs> what's going on down the line with some of those but anyway we're gonna our this week's draft topic is worst fast food joints in north america worst Ugh. fast food joints in north america uh i think i went first last time web take the number one pick. oh my god i honestly don't remember okay so let me just preface this draft because i said this to jr today that i feel like i'm at a slight disadvantage in this one because of how well traveled of the southern united states you two are compared to me so i i may take some of the more obvious ones uh i gotta go number one i think i gotta go with arby's i was thinking more about it (laughs) i was my number one i think i gotta go arby's so bad it's just like bacon jenner (laughs) between the curly fries that may or may not be rat tails that they fold up uh to the cheese looking stuff that they put oh, on it yeah. with a horsey <laughs> <sauce. laughs> spray on like like, I, like yeah i don't know there's uh, and, just, and of all the discrepancies of what you actually see on the commercial as to what you get <laughs> like you get that huge stack of meat in the commercial and when you get it you're like what is you get a fatty sliver of beef or something just, just <laughs> what would you like would you like a large coke no i'd like a large pepto please <laughs> gavisco yeah gavisco Dear God. Oh, that's a perfect yeah. pick. I'm number one. That's a perfect pick. It was my number one. You oh. go next, JR. I'm next. Arby's, you remember they used to have five for five? Oh, God. <laughs> it's like, five keep them. No thanks. Okay, so my next one. All right, I'm going to take this one off the table, but uh, sorry to Mr. Dewey, but 
<laughs> I haven't eaten at a Taco Bell in 25 years. Oh, no, God, no. If I ate a Taco Bell right now, I'd be done for the weekend. <laughs> I'd wake a, up Monday morning. You need a colon cleanser. <laughs> like, you're at least 10 pounds lighter. I would take a Gaviscon and three things of Metamucil <laughs> to regroup me here and five gallons of if water. If you don't have a bidet, you can just go to Taco Bell. <laughs> <laughs> 15 showers. Like, let's call it's it a poor it. man's bidet. <laughs> You you cut it's your third bath this weekend. Hey, to Taco Bell. <laughs> Amateur wrestlers out there, if you need to cut some weight, go to Taco Bell. Well, That's all I can say to then. you. Oh, my God. Jesus. All right. Um, despite, I'm going to start off with one here. So despite the the cult comedy classic movie that has this place in the name, this place sucks. <laughs> I went to a White Castle. Oh, they're horrible. <laughs> I went to a White Castle when I was in Cincinnati. And I was pretty excited. It was like after the bar and I was kind of excited. I'm like, White Castle, I've never been. And it has like the white, you know, the big yeah. sign. And it's like, it looks like it. And I was like, oh, man, that movie, you know. And people Harold that I would know. The they're like, uh, you're going to be severely disappointed when we go in this place. <laughs> it was disgusting. I got like these sliders. They were horrible. Oof. Oh, anyway, amazing. White Castle sucks. <laughs> I got the what next picture. Um, I don't. You guys, I know you guys must have eaten at these places, but Sabaros. Oh, yeah. oh the pizza places <laughs> with are like the Syracuse Airport at the Syracuse, at the Syracuse Mall. I gotta go Sabaro with my second pick. They are awful. Like, it's I, pretty I think bad. I got a pasta there one time. It was like oh the ziti. Yeah, it was like a oh. ziti. Some of them oh. were like soft. Some of them were hard. weren't even cooked. It was like the tomato sauce was like. <laughs> It was it was so runny. It was like tomato juice. I was oh, like, "What is that's this? Oh, bad. Disgusting. That's I had gross. a slice of pizza. It was terrible too. Just that's just bad. a terrible place all around. All right. So this one's back. Huge one in Times Square. Yeah. This one back. You're back to you, right? No, it's you. No, it's oh, it's you, me. I'm sorry. There. Okay. So I got to go to a place that. Um, this one's in America too. If you drive along interstates, um, I've had the pleasure of having a few bad meals at this restaurant. It looks like it's going to be good. It looks like it's going to be good for everybody you walk in. It is literally just trays of slop. And you feel like you're one step up from the barnyard. Uh, this place is called the Golden Corral. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Pizza are so bad. You, yeah. You're going to feel it. Okay. Good don't. pick. That's a good pick. Uh, I don't know if I can pick this one or not because it's technically not fast food. But it's not good food, so I'm going to count it. Oh, Bring it in. Golden Corral's on fast food. Really. Okay, I was gonna say it's a buffet. How do you not go with Mandarin? Oh, is it bad? It's not it's good. It's, it's expensive. expensive. I know that's what it's kept ex- me away from it. It's expensive and it runs right through you. And I know this from <laughs> many of experiences with my buddy Majoris and our good buddy Romanek. When he'd come down to visit, we'd go uh, cheap university, uh, hammer as much food as we could at this at the Mandarin, and it was not very good. Ugh. Just not very good. Okay, last pick. Uh, ooh, okay, I'm going to go back. Traditional fast food. I think you got to go BK. Oh, I think, boy. I think of all the burger joints, oh, I got to go. I love Burger King. I think I got to go Burger King. You know why? It's like a good Whopper. Because Burger King overdoes it on the onions. You know what they and are it, bad on, though? And, and you can attest to this, James, at breakfast. breakfast. Oh, yeah. Breakfast are atrocious. They're really bad. They how can you be Burger King and you try to compete with McDonald's and not up your breakfast? Man, they, Have a great coffee and an egg muffin. They don't. They don't even use like English uh, English muffins. They use burger 
buns. Hamburger buns yeah. with, yeah. with sesame seeds on top. Yeah. No, like, come you, on, guys. You got to yes. change it up for breakfast. Come yeah. on. Yes. I'm going, I'm going Burger King. Uh, I mean, I will eat it if I am forced to, but yeah. yeah. Okay. Last pick. There's a lot on the board. Um, I have to mind. Upstate New York is about to get destroyed. (laughs) (laughs) This place too. Um, I have been in there, uh, hung over a couple times. Um, it is a breakfast place. Some of you will like it. Some of you will not. They have every kind of syrup known to man. Oh, I know this place. (laughs) There's that red one they give you. There's, it's allegedly strawberry. It looks like atomic, whatever. Uh, the international house of pancakes. Where, where does a one-legged waitress work? I have. I have. Hey, oh. <laughs> uh, the coffee is brutal. And then, you know what I don't like about the IHOP? They give me coffee with a spoon in it. Oh, I hate no, 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 no. Jared does not do like a metal spoon in no, his you coffee. Can't put your, you can't put it. I hate on. when coffee served to me with a metal yeah, spoon in it. I agree. I agree with you. I it's lose extra, my mind. It's extra iron in your coffee. Yeah, I hate IHOP. I hate the smell of it. Every time oh. I go in an IHOP, it doesn't matter if I'm hungover or normal, I get sick. I come again nauseous in my stomach. I can't eat IHOP. I the agree pancakes are heavy as rocks. Oh, that's a good call. All right, I got the last pick here. Um, I'm going to go... I'm going to go with this place. It's uh, They're all over Texas. They were down there. I, the first time I ate there was when I was playing down in Amarillo. Uh, but what a burger. It's a place called... I don't know if you guys know this place. I've, wasn't that a movie with Keenan and Cal or whatever? The Nickelodeon movie? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's actually, a, it's actually a burger franchise down there called Whataburger. And it's brutal. It's like... it's it, it Everything's dry and gross coming out of there. It's funny, though. Like, when we were down there... I don't know if you guys remember this guy, Jeff Bess played in the OHL for the Gulf Storm on a line with Jeff O'Neill. He played at the yeah, World Juniors. Okay. Yeah, yeah. He won a gold medal at the World Juniors, played on a line with Paul Correa. Had a really good World Junior there. Got drafted by Dallas, like, second or third round. Kicked around the American League, International League for a bit. Then I remember there was a few guys like that. Panky was one of them, Greg mm-hmm. Pankowitz, where when I was playing down in the Central Hockey League, they had some owners that had some cash. So anyway, the owner down in Laredo offered Jeff Bass a boatload of money, and I think he paid... Bought him a house, like bought him a nice house in Laredo. Sweet. If he'd sign a five-year deal, he got a boatload of money under the table, whatever. Anyway, and he was a legend down there because he was too good for the league, and he just like cruised around there and just did whatever he wanted. But he was like a legend down there. And I remember the Whataburger. All the Whataburgers in Texas had the, this burger called the Jeff Best Burger. Oh my gosh! And like I used to order it just for fun because I'm like, oh, I'm gonna get the Jeff Best Burger. <laughs> <laughs> He plays. We're playing against him tonight. You can't get the Jeff Bestberger. I'm like, oh yeah, I'm getting the Jeff Bestberger. I want it. Yeah. Anyway, Whataburger, shitty place. Had to had to mention it there. All done. Oh, some honorable mentions. There's some hell. There's a hell of a uh, lot of others. Long John Silver's. Oh. Yes. <laughs> yeah. You on food poisoning? Uh, how about uh, Carl's Jr.? Really <laughs> gross. They're pretty bad. I was saying, Jared and I were talking about this today at work, I, and I couldn't remember the name of it because they all blend together because they're all kind of the same. You've got your like. Uh, what did I say? Friendlies and Friendlies. Cracker Barrel slash like they're yeah. all the same kind of food. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's just like Sonic. Sonic. Is Sonic gross burgers. I've heard good today, things Sonic. about Sonic Burger in North Carolina, but I don't know. I I didn't have a great meal at Sonic. Mm, okay, know. fair enough. They have like huge drinks and stuff. Like they have pretty. They do their milkshakes. They're good milkshakes. Here's one for you, Jamer. Upstate New York direct subs. Direct subs. <laughs> yes, they were terrible. Remember they tried to bring one to Kingston. <laughs> yeah, they Bad. did. Those things are bad. Hungry Howie's, every time I see the commercial for it, I'm always intrigued. My dad likes Hungry Howie's. Does he? He loves it. (laughs) 
You know, one place I hate, cheap pizza. absolutely hate, cheap Quiznos. I hate Quiznos. Really? Oh, I don't mind Quiznos. Oh, I like Quiznos. I can oh, eat a Quiznos. Quiznos. Disgusting. I don't eat a lot of subs. Takeaway subs anymore. I don't like getting subs toasted. They're heavy. I don't like. I just processed meat like that. Just doesn't do it for me. Oh, the sodium levels are like through oh, the roof. Look, touch, touch of it. Yeah, just a touch of it. And how about this? Like, I had to eat a lunchable. I had to go with my least favorite pizza joint, which is Little Caesars. It's basically fast food. Oh yeah. Those you go in there, the gross. hot and ready's. It's oh, like yeah. hot and it's kids cardboard. Pizza. Yeah. You can't tell if you're eating the box. If you were blind, you wouldn't know if you were eating the box or the pizza. <laughs> That's a little kid pizza. Yeah, it's gross. You don't adult eat that pizza. No. If you're going to waste all the salt and fat and whatever, you're going to get a real pizza. Yeah. That's awesome. Tell them where to hit us up, Web. All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening and engaging with us on social. Don't forget to hit us up on Twitter at Big League Flicks and on Instagram at Big League Flicks Pod. You can also check us out on YouTube and on old TikTok. And uh, thanks for hanging in. I know it's been a minute, so uh, this one was fun, fellas. That was good. Take care, everybody. Cheers. Big League Flicks, Jordan, Christian, and Jammer talking movies about sports and the good sand, the glamour. Got a cold beer pairing for the leading lady staring. Fun facts and trivia, man, rocket comparing. Soundtracks and music, they'll rate all these things. Was it real or did they lose us as the fat lady sings? Talking junk, have a giggle, comedy, drama, romance. Did the film deliver six to noon in my pants with their big bag of tricks? These podcast critics, Jordan Christian and Jammer with Big League Flicks. Jordan Christian and Jammer with Big League Flicks. Jordan Christian and Jammer!